Hey everyone, it is Maddie. I'm here to talk about women's history since it is Women's History Month. So to start off, the first Women's History Day took place on February 28, 1909 in New York City, so a neighboring state. It commemorated the one year anniversary of the 15,000 women who marched in the garment workers strike. It wasn't until 1911 that it became an International Women's Day. And then it wasn't until 1978 that Women's History Day became Women's History Week. Nine years after we officially had Women's History Week, National Women's History Project petitioned the Congress to make March Women's History Month. And we must remember that every Women's History Month has a theme. The 2022 theme is Women Providing Healing and Promoting Hope. This theme is both a tribute to the ceaseless work of caregivers and frontline workers during this ongoing pandemic, and also a recognition of the thousands of ways the women of all cultures have provided both healing and hope throughout history. I wanted to provide a little background into how women's history came about since not a lot of people know how we got to where we are now. So the women's suffrage movement was a decade long fight. I mean, decades. The women's suffrage movement was decades long and it was to win the right for women to be able to vote in the United States. It took advocates and reformers nearly 100 years to win that right. The first instance was in 1848 when the first Women's Rights Convention was held in Seneca Falls, New York, so a neighboring state. There were 68 women and 32 men that signed a Declaration of Sentiment, which was modeled on the Declaration of Independence, which outlined grievances and set the agenda for the women's rights movement. So it was 1848 when everything started going into motion. It wasn't until 70 years later that the 19th Amendment granted women the right to vote. The 19th Amendment legally guarantees American women the right to vote, but unfortunately, at that time, it prohibited Native American, Black, Asian American, and Latinx women from voting. So not all women had the right to vote. Another important thing that happened was March 1st, 1972, Title IX was created and it prohibited discrimination due to sex in federally funded educational programs. I'm now going to talk about some really influential women through women's history. Some of these you might not even have heard of. A lot of the time people speak on Susan B. Anthony, Alice Paul, but there are much more women than just the people that were during the suffrage movement. For instance, we have Rosa Parks. You probably have heard of her. She was on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955 when the bus driver asked her to stand up and give her seat to a white man. Parks, however, refused and doing so, striked, sparked an entire civil rights movement in America. So she is held accountable for, the civil, for part of the civil rights movement and I just think that's so amazing. Secondly, we have Malala. I really love Malala. I think she does really great things for the world. She speaks publicly on women's rights education, and she even co-founded the Malala Fund, 
which is an international nonprofit organization that advocates for girls' education. I first heard of Malala when I was in high school and how she was almost murdered by other men because she was trying to get rights for girls. She was shot in the head and she survived. And I just think that's so amazing that even though she was shot in the head for speaking on girls' education, she recovered and she still speaks on girls' education. This is one I think a lot of people have heard about due to the Bermuda Triangle, Amelia Earhart. She is an American aviator who became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic and the first person ever to fly solo from Hawaii to the US. There is no doubt in my mind that if she would not have went missing in the Bermuda Triangle, she would have done great things for this world. This novelist is really impactful and I've actually read the book in my Race, Gender, and Studies class. Her name is Toni Morrison. She wrote The Bluest Eye. The novel takes place in Lorraine, Ohio, evidently where Morrison was born, and it tells the story of a young African-American girl named Cola who grew up following the Great Depression. It was set in 1941. It is about how people of color were portrayed as ugly because of their mannerism and dark skin. As a result, Bacola develops an inferiority complex which fuels her desire for the blue eyes she equates with whiteness. The book had a lot of controversy over it and it was even tried to be banned from a lot of schools and libraries because of talk of racism, incest, and child molestation. But I think it's important to talk about these things because if we don't talk about these things, no one will know what's actually happening and we need that advocacy in our life. Next off, we have Dr. Macy Jemson. Jemson was the first African-American woman to be accepted into NASA's astronaut program. She went on to become the first African-American woman to fly into space in 1992 abroad the endeavor. I just think that's so amazing. And when I was researching about um, Dr. Jemison, it reminded me of hidden figures and the impact they had on this world. Next up, I have probably one of my favorites, which is Jane Austen. She was a novelist in the 19th century. If you've ever heard of Pride and Prejudice, whether it was the movie or the book, then you'll have a good insight into who Jane Austen is. She was a novelist who wrote numerous novels, her most popular one being Pride and Prejudice, because it challenged gender norms that were put in place when she was alive during the 19th century. Austin incorporated her life into the novel with the idea that a woman doesn't need to be married for financial gain and shouldn't have to conform to what society expects women to be like. So another book that also highlighted that was Little Woman. So that's another one that if you're into women equality, that would be another book that I think would be amazing to read. Next up, we have AOC, also known as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is a current representative for the New York's 14th Congressional District, and she is the youngest woman to serve in the United States Congress. If you Google AOC, she is so popularized for fighting for the rights for everyone. And I just think that's something that's really amazing. And we really need that in our world right now. The next one is Tarana Burke. She started the social movement Hashtag me too. 
It is to fight against sexual abuse and sexual harassment with people publicize allegations of sex crime. It was initially used in Tarana Burke's social media post on MySpace in 2006. And if you search on Instagram, hashtag me too, there's a long list of people telling their stories. And I think that Burke starting this movement was really empowering because it helps you to be able to know that there are other people out there who are going through what you're going through. You're not the only one out there who has been hurt by somebody. Another person who I really look up to is Associate Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She became really popularized after her passing, which is actually really disheartening to me. I loved Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I think she did so many great things for this world. She was the second woman and the first Jewish woman who was ever appointed to the US Supreme Court. She argued cases that aimed to protect women from discrimination. She also fought for equal pay and voted in favor of marriage equality. I really appreciated that she fought for equal pay. That was the biggest one because there definitely is a disconnect for how much men make and how much women make for the same jobs they do. Now, when I say the next one, you're gonna automatically think of Disney, so Pocahontas. When you think of Pocahontas, you think of the fun movie featuring, you know, the beautiful girl, but it was actually based on a real woman. Pocahontas was a Native American princess of the Powhatan tribe. She was believed to have saved the life of the leader of the Jamestown colony, Captain John Smith. This act and her marriage to a Jamestown colonist helped establish peace between the natives and the colonists, aiding in the survival of the colony. And I feel like we don't highlight enough on how much Native American women have done for our world. So I really appreciate talking about Pocahontas and what she did for her tribe. Next up, I would like to talk about Harriet Tubman. We spoke of this a lot in my history classes, but you know, I don't think we should just focus on her as history. Did many people's lives and we need to thank her for that. Um, Harriet Tubman was born a slave. She was the most famous member of the Underground Railroad. The Underground Railroad was a network of people, African Americans, as well as white, which is shocking, which offered shelter and aid to escaped enslaved people from the South. The way it worked was that people noticed conductors guided the fugitive enslaved people. Hiding places included private homes, churches, schoolhouses. These were called stations, safe houses, and deposits. The people operating them were called station masters. They helped so many slaves get freed, and I just think that's so empowering that not just Harriet Tubman, but a lot of people put their life online to help others. Lastly, and there's a lot of people, women we could talk about, but there's such a long list and I wouldn't be able to fit them all in this podcast, but I want to highlight on Marilyn Fry. She was an American philosopher and radical feminist theorist. She is known for her theories on racism, sexism, oppression, and sexuality. Her writings cover topics such as white supremacy, male privilege, and gay and lesbian marginalization. Her piece on oppression is probably one of my favorite. It talks about birdcage analogy. An excerpt from it is, the experience of oppressed people is that the living of one's life is confined and shaped by forces and barriers, which are not accidental or occasional and hence 
avoidable, but are systematically related to each other in such a way as to catch one between and among them and restrict or penalize motion in any direction. It is the experience of being caged in all avenues in every direction are blocked or booby-trapped. Cages, consider a birdcage. If you look very closely at just one wire in the cage, you cannot see the other wires. If your conception of what is before you is determined by this myopic focus, you should look at that one wire up and down the length of it and be unable to see why a bird would not just fly around the wire anytime it wanted to go somewhere. And I just thought that her analogy was so interesting because you never think of oppression of women like that until you put it into perspective. And I actually just got a tattoo in dedication of the birdcage analogy because I'm really compassionate about um, gender equality for everyone. And I just, I really like the birdcage analogy and I definitely think if you're into gender studies, you should be a gender studies minor and you should also look up some of these wonderful women. Next up, I'm going to talk about clothing in schools because I think this is a big controversial topic that needs to be addressed. When I was in middle school, I got in trouble because my bra strap was showing and I just think it's very crazy that, you know, we're not allowed to show our shoulders, but you know, men are. And I just feel like there's a disconnect between what a woman can do and what a man can do because we're all the same, we're all human. Why does it matter if my shoulder's showing? It just, it doesn't make any sense. And I think we need to get to a point where, you know, we accept women for who they are and we stop sexualizing them because women aren't sexual objects. They are actual people just like men are. While we're speaking on Women's History Month, attention to the injustices that women and girls are going through throughout the world. One of the biggest ones is female genital mutilation. It is a practice of cutting off all or some of the woman's vagina, such as the clitoris, the labia minora, the labia majora. It has no health benefits whatsoever, but it's viewed as a rite of passage for women and girls to do this. And it's as little as days old to 15, and it just causes more complications and endless pain for the girls throughout their lives to where they grow up and they need to have surgery to get it fixed. And women's rights are being taken away. They're not allowed to control their own bodies. And during this procedure, they're completely awake. There's no sterilization. It's just taking a knife and it's and it's not benefiting health. It's causing more complications. Next up, I wanted to shout out some women in my life who have been very impactful to me. I want to start off by saying my mom is probably my best friend, my biggest supporter in the world. She's done so much for me, sacrificed so much, and I wish everyone 
out there had a mom who was supportive and loved them unconditionally. Second, I would like to give a shout out to my best friend, Megan. She is 22 with a 18 month old. She's a nurse full time, she's going to school. And I think that's just so empowering that women are now allowed to go to school. They don't have to stay at home with the children. They could have their own lives, their own careers. That's something that I think also needs to be fixed in this world is that women are allowed to have jobs. We stereotype what kind of jobs women can have when a woman can do any job a man can do. We have engineering majors on campus who are super smart and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with their engineering degree. A woman doesn't have to do what is categorized as a girly job. There's no such thing as a woman's job or a man's job. A job's a job and I think that's important to remember. Finally, I want to give a shout out to all the women on campus, whether you were born a female or transitioned to be a female. You are amazing. You are going to do great things in this world. And I hope you had a really great Women's History Month.